So Ellen Ross, and you're the executive director of the Federated Charities, right? Yes, I am. I want to cover a couple of things in our conversation. First, let's not bury the lead. We'll talk about the dog, but I want to get into you and the organization as well. First off, let's start with Charity the Dog. Yes. How long has Charity been gone? Charity has been at the vet since July of last year. He is a statue that has been in place since the 1850s, and he has been repaired over the years, and his feet and his paws and his legs started to degrade seriously. So we are doing a fairly massive restoration project of him. It involves some foundry work. It involves some sculpting work. And when he comes back, he's going to stand for another 100 years is our hope, but he he is MIA at the moment. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yes. so it's just getting a little TLC. And I also just had a total egg in my face. I think I must have walked by that a bunch of times until I started thinking about it. So July? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gone for almost a year. We think we think he'll come back this summer. I am in pretty frequent communication with the restoration team. They're doing some soldering of cracks right now. And then he goes to the foundry. Toby Mendez has already re-sculpted his legs. And so they're going to do wax mold and then they're going to smelt them it's he's actually it's fake news it's been fake news for many years that he is made out of iron he is not made out of iron he's actually made out of zinc and so that's a soft metal and not very many people work in it anymore they actually had to do some consultation with the smithsonian because there's not that many artisans who are still working in zinc and so they really have had to do a thorough evaluation and you know kind of look at his framing and all of that so that they could come up with the right materials, find the right foundry, and he is a symbol of the work of Federated Charities, and he's the wayfinder for many of the clients who use our nonprofit center or who come to visit our nonprofit tenants. So it's really important that we get him back, but we are inviting dogs to come and take their understudy photograph. So you can put your dog on the portico and you can take a picture and you can put it on our Facebook page. So, you know, he's had a lot of people, a lot of dogs really, who <laughs> have come and taken their picture and they're his understudies. And he's an important fixture in downtown Frederick. And we're really sad to see him gone. It's holidays are not the same without being able to put a Santa hat on him. But, you know, <laughs> we're surviving. We're okay. We're going to be okay. Well, it's good to know he's going to make a comeback. And I think I, I saw you he guys is. are kind of uh, documenting some of the recovery work on your Facebook page? Yes, we are. So we are trying to get as many photographs of the process as possible. I think the actual foundry work is going to be the most exciting because I believe that there will be sparks flying and stuff like that right now. He has basically had his exfoliation. And so all of the excess paint, all of the excess patching material over the past, you know, 50 years has been removed. And he actually has really curly fur. Oh, really? Yeah. He's a Chesapeake retriever. So they naturally have a thicker coat and it's more curly, but, you know, he's been repainted over the years and he's been repaired. And so some of those details are missing. So he'll look brand spanking new. So now... Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so much more happier to know about Charity. Also, everyone on our on the WFRE podcast, uh, our station podcast, totally wrong. We all guessed incorrectly how long he's been gone. <laughs> no worries. It seems like just yesterday that mm -hmm. they came with a crane and, and moved him and took him off in a specially made box off to the art studio. And But he's coming back, and he'll, he'll get put back in place, and he'll be better than new. That's going to be so great. If you guys have oh. a groundbreaking slash dog breaking, however you want to phrase it, please let me know. <laughs> Housebreaking, yes. Yeah. yes. We will definitely do that. 
<laughs> back in the doghouse, back in the doghouse. That's right. That's right. No, we are definitely doing that as soon as we get more uh, clarification on when. We are going to definitely have a big ribbon cutting to oh. bring him home. Well, that's incredible. Speaking of the doghouse, he is in front of your building, the Federated Charities. Mm -hmm. I will admit, I'm a little uh, in the dark. I, I know that you guys exist. I know that building. But for someone who's similar to me, who's kind of taken for granted that you guys are in that spot, what's your deal? What do you guys do? Federated Charities is a well-kept secret in Frederick and has been for a number of years. But what we are is we're a nonprofit center. What we are is we are the bricks and mortar home for as many as 15 other nonprofit organizations. And so we keep the roof up and the lights on so that they can do their mission-based work in the community. And that is really important when you think about how much any business spends on its overhead. We offer our nonprofit tenants steep discounts on their rent. They pay less than half of market rate. And that means more money goes into their direct service programs. You've been with them for a while now, haven't you? I have worked for Federated Charities for five years now. But I started as a tenant. I started with my nonprofit as a tenant. Oh, what was your nonprofit? It was the Cakes for Cause program and Moxie Bakery and Cafe that was up at the Bernard Brown Community Center, the job training program for mm -hmm. kids aging out of foster care. What are some of the other groups you work with? Are you guys looking for more people? Absolutely. We actually have a very rare opportunity right now. We have some space that's available. It doesn't come available very often. And, and I know people are thinking about space a little bit differently right now, and, and a lot of people are working at home. But the nonprofit industry is a uniquely human experience. A lot of our clients still, there are technology gaps. And so our ability to be able to offer them a space to come and talk to their caseworkers and get the services that they need is still really important. So we do have some space available right now, but it's not going to be available for very long. But one of the things that we do is we don't just serve the tenants in our building. We have a professional development series that's available to any nonprofit in Frederick, and we do about four to six trainings a year in board development, financial transparency, fundraising, all kinds of different things that nonprofits sometimes don't have the money to spend to go to training sessions. So we bring in professional trainers, we and we offer free training to these nonprofits and their volunteers and their board members. We also do something that's called fiscal sponsorship. So for brand new organizations, we can help them with their financial accounting and help them build good accounting practices. We offer free meeting space during business hours to any nonprofit in Frederick. You don't have to be a tenant in our building to be able to use our boardroom or our meeting spaces or our training space or even our green space for a small event. It's helping make sure that if somebody has a great idea for a nonprofit, they can execute correctly and have a spot to do so as well. Absolutely. So, And some nonprofits aren't at the place of needing space. And so we have an open door policy where they can come in and they can talk about, you know, the things that are challenging them. And they don't have to hire a consultant. They can talk to one of our staff and they can really start to understand how to make their mission-based idea become a reality. One of the things that I think helps make Frederick in particular so special is there's this really incredible and diverse nonprofit scene here. And it's neat to know that yeah. you're kind of like a, I guess, a backbone forward or just a, a launch pad for a lot of those ideas? We support emerging organizations and there are a lot of them. There are a lot of people with fantastic ideas, but you know, being a nonprofit is challenging. It can be hard. You have to think about how to get volunteer board members and how to support them. And, and it's not just you have this great idea and all of a sudden people support it. It's a, it's a great deal of work. And so we believe in helping build that sustainable community of nonprofits. Normally I like to talk about the future. So I guess coming out of mm -hmm. COVID, everyone has this recovery goal. Like, are there some big hopes that you have for the organization moving forward or? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think we are interested in adding to our services so that we are truly this social hub for social impact projects. That's really what our goal is. And that's the goal of most nonprofit centers. You know, there's there's nonprofit centers around the country. There's some in Montgomery County and, and stuff like that. But it's really creating a social impact hub where people can come and they know, and that goes back to the dog, mm-hmm. right? So people know that the building with the dog is where they can come on the worst day of their lives. You've been evicted from your apartment. You need a lawyer. You can't afford a lawyer. Legal aid is in this building. You need medical care. Mission of Mercy, their administrative offices are here, and we can get you to their clinic. People walk in the door of our building, and they are embraced by the safety net of not only our nonprofit partners, but the nonprofit community generally, because we all know all the other nonprofits. And so we can help people sort of identify what it is that they need and how they can best get it. I'm glad in similar fate, I found you guys because of the dog. I'm glad the charity is <laughs> doubling down on his efforts. That's right. I mean, he is the symbol of who we are, but our building is also, and, and even though people don't necessarily know what's in our building, our building is part of the emotional heart of Frederick. And that is something that we're really proud of. We've been here since 1911. We've been in this building since 1930. And it was given to our organization specifically to be used to benefit the local community. Is that courtyard yours? Yep. That's a beautiful little courtyard. I've always been... We have one in the back. (laughs) Oh, really? We have one in the back that's green space for our tenants. I'm going to have to... One of these days, I guess, once it's safe to do so, I'll have to check this place out. I'll have to do a little walkthrough. Let people know where it is. We would love to have you. I'm going to send you a video. Oh, please, please. I do extensive show notes on every interview I do, so I will embed any videos you send me. Absolutely. I will send it to you. Oh, that's fantastic. So then I have a couple. So I went on the website. Mm -hmm. I I read a little bit about you. So there's a couple of things that that point out to me. I know there's a lot of really important and great stuff, but you experiment with fermenting foods? (laughs) Yes. I am a recovering pastry chef. (laughs) (laughs) So is it fermenting dough or is it any other kind of thing? Uh, Yeah, that's what sourdough is. Sourdough is fermented. It's a mother that is a wild yeast. And so I do sourdough bread and kombucha. All right. And pickles, of course. This is fate because I've wanted to start doing kombucha and pickles, which is... It sounds weird, but that's it's been something that's been in the back of my head. Which is an easier one to start? Probably pickles, right? Pickles are easier. Kombucha and sourdough mothers have to be maintained. So if you don't have the attention span and the commitment, you can run yourself a batch of quick pickles and have pickles in the afternoon. You can can them, you can ferment them, and that takes a little bit longer. But if you are definitely into the kombucha sourdough, that is regular feedings and making sure that you maintain it and you take care of it. In many cases, you name them. (laughs) You hire somebody to come and take care of it when you're on vacation. (laughs) You got to watch my, you got to watch my mother dough. (laughs) It's a whole lifestyle. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. It's almost like an extra pet then that you, you get food from. (laughs) Yes, it is. That's really cool. And, And I, noticed that there was a lot of travel time in your bio. I love traveling. So California, Minnesota, and Oklahoma are the three, the first three things you listed in your bio. What happened out in California? Was that nonprofit work? Uh, no, those are actually where I lived as a child. Oh, real? A uh, military family? So, 
Not military, telecommunications marketing. Ooh. So we moved around a lot. I've lived in California three or four times. I have, I graduated from high school, uh, from high school in Oklahoma in Tulsa. And my bachelor's degree is from Oklahoma State. And my master's degree is from the American University in D.C. So is that how you ended over here on the East Coast? Like what brought you to Frederick? Yes. What brought us to Frederick was the architecture. Oh, really? Honestly, we were living in Arlington, Alexandria, and we wanted a old house. We wanted to live in Alexandria or Georgetown, and we just, you know, we couldn't make it work financially. And so we started looking in Frederick, and we have been here for almost 20 years. I love walking around this town. Do you have, like, a particular yes. old building or area that you just love? Well, obviously, I love Federated Charities, but <laughs> I I mean, I love the historic district. I, I, And we've lived in the historic district. We're not in it right now, but it is that period architecture is, you can just imagine somebody else loving this house as much as you did, mm, right? Yeah. And, and being in it, and especially when they've kept some of the detail on the interior, it speaks to you. And it's also fun to play around with old and new because my husband likes, is a more modern style and I love antiques. So it's a nice combination. The antique is really the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too much fun. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This, this has been delightful. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for chatting with me, and I'll send you that video. Oh, please do. Is there anything else? Just uh, just wrapping up, is there anything in particular, final word on charity or federated charities that you want people to know? I want people to know that we are here for everyone in the Frederick community, whether or not you've ever needed to use our services, and that's the importance of the safety net. That's the importance of the safety net in Frederick, is that all of the nonprofits that we work with, all of the nonprofits that exist here, exist as a benefit to the community. And you may never need our services, but the fact that we're even here means that this is a special place. Thank you so much. My pleasure.